What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Convincing Creatives. It has, uh, it has been a minute. I think May 2019 was our last uh, True Blue interview episode. So almost a year and a half, a little bit of time has passed. Um, and, you know, here we are sitting on season two about to come out. And I'm thrilled that you're listening. If you're here from season one, welcome back. I know it's been a minute. Uh, if you're fresh and new here, welcome to Convincing Creatives. Go check out our past episodes. We talk to interesting and creative type people uh, from all around the world and get their perspectives on why we do this thing. Um, but here in season two with this kind of new virtual format, obviously COVID-19 making it so I can't get together with uh, the people I want to interview, I want to talk to people anyway. I want to have these conversations over Zoom and make it work, you know? So this season is interesting because in addition to the world just being so different since the last time we released an episode, uh, I also wrote and directed and produced a indie, basically no budget feature film called Panda Barrett last October and November of 2019, basically right before everything, uh, you know, a couple months before everything went to the way it is now in the uh, way that I would say that nicely. Um, and, you know, obviously we can't be making movies like that right now and uh, it's a challenge, but I think right now uh, I'm in the unique position of having a feature film, Panda Barrett, in the bank, basically ready to go. It is going to be releasing this year, albeit a little bit differently than the original plan. You know, we're doing virtual film festivals, but we're also releasing on Amazon Prime Video uh, pretty early, way earlier than we would have normally. So the point of this season too is I just want to talk to the people who helped me make it, the cast, the crew, anyone who, you know, has the time, who can come on the show and just talk about it this is going to be a little more laid back it's going to be a little different from season one um we're going to be talking about one thing kind of but also still getting their perspectives as an artist as actors people who make the film happen um you know where do they go to make these moments pop how do these characters come to life so without any further ado uh that's kind of my intro for this season of convincing creatives we're going to talk to a couple folks who helped make the film and get their perspectives, talk to them about the characters they played, the roles they helped in making the film, both in front and behind the camera, oftentimes doing both. Um, so I think it's gonna be an interesting look at kind of the behind the scenes production of Panda Barrett, a uh, film we made last year in North Carolina with no studio backing for just a couple hundred bucks um, with passionate people here and you know just a lot of hard work. And I think that's, that's special and that means something. Um, at least it does to me, is the person who wrote and directed it. Um, it always means the world when people come together and uh, help you make your, uh, your babies, which is your, you know, your art projects, your films, so to speak. So this first interview here, I will stop rambling. We have the incredible Kimberly Avery on the show. She plays the role of Grandma in Panda Barrett, and she has done many, many films here in North Carolina. She comes to us by way of the Winston-Salem, Greensboro area. And she, again, has done many films, serious films, comedy films. And I think what was special about the character of Grandma, which she plays in Panda Barrett, uh, which she'll speak about later in the show when she comes on, is I think she was able to really balance the comedy and the drama of the character to make uh, Grandma come to life. Because Grandma cares a lot about our main character, Camus, who's played by Durham's own hip-hop artist, Camus Leonardo, playing kind of a fictional version of himself. Uh, who sees a panda bear that may or may not actually be there. So we have a lot of fun with that. And uh, Kim is going to talk to us right now about the process of playing grandma in Panda Barrett. Thanks for listening and welcome back to Convincing Creatives. (laughs) 
So Kim, welcome to Convincing Creatives Season 2. You are our first guest in our new series, talking to cast, crew, and anyone involved in my little project called Panda Barrett. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Evan. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank it's you. it's great to see you first and foremost because I know, I know COVID, it's been a long time. Yes, COVID has kept everyone apart. Um, I would like to think in a in an alternate universe where we finished Panda Barrett in the normal world, we would have already had like a premiere. We would have already done all the things normally, but you know, we're all adapting right now. You know, yeah. and that and that's yeah, and and that is kind of the the point of this because you know I want for everyone who keeps up with me and also keeps up with your work and just general people in you know North Carolina film community indie film community um, you know to get a chance to know everyone in this project because I do feel what we were able to accomplish over the course of seven days back in uh, October and November of 2019 it was pretty special and it, and it moved fast but you know we got stuff done. Um, so yeah, like I guess to start, uh, give me a little background about yourself, Kim. I know you've been involved in the North Carolina acting scene for many years. Like what got you into acting? How did you get your start here? Oh man, you know, I really, when I was younger, I thought about, yeah, I want to be an actress, but you know, lack of knowledge, you didn't really know which way to go. And, but it all of a sudden just came to me. Like I received an email just out of nowhere for um, a film that was filming here in North Carolina. It was called um, Shifting Gears. And um, they asked me that I want to do background. And I was like, okay, I thought it was a scam actually. (laughs) But I actually responded to the email anyway. And when I got a response back, I realized that, okay, this may not be a scam. So, you know, they were telling me about, you know, wardrobe and um, call time. And I was like, okay, this may not be a scam. So, of course, that experience led me into, you know, kind of just researching and wanting to just be an actress. I think I was just bitten by the bug just from that one you know, project. And that's how I got started. That was in actually 2015. And I've just been going and just submitting and trying to be cast from for different projects since then. Awesome. And uh, Mm -hmm. what is it about acting? Like when you go out for roles, right? You know, I know auditioning is, you know, sometimes a grueling process. There's so much that goes on, um, especially right now with everything, you know, trying to do it virtually and stuff like that. But what do you, what is your ideal role that you love to play? Um, We'll definitely get into the role of grandma from Panda Barrett later, but uh, you know, what, what do you always look for in the ideal role or what do you love to bring to life? Well, I do kind of look for characters that are similar to me, my character. I mean, my actual characteristics. So I try to look for characters such as a mom character or um, that was the first time I did a grandma. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I remember on set. Oops, I hit my mic. I'm a young Yeah, Yeah, I I remember on set we had so much uh, fun with that because I kept saying, all right, we got to you know, be a little older and the bones are a little tired and, you know, all that stuff. And we, yeah, we, found, yeah. we found her, we found her, but it was definitely, 
Interesting. But so much of that was like, you're uh, just a testament to your acting, you know, being able to act so much older than you actually are in costume a little bit and stuff like that. But, but that was fun. Like, I, I really think we were able it really to, was. you know, pull that character out. Um, and, and so I, I'll, I guess I'll ask you with regards to grandma, the character in Panda Bear that you play, um, you know, when I was writing her, I wrote her originally as someone who just has that quiet but caring presence. And I think okay. you brought that to life very beautifully, but you also brought um, a little bit of, of fun and humor to her. And, you know, you weren't afraid to tease uh, the main character, Camus, a little bit. Um, you know, there was that scene with the apple and throwing it at him and the jokes and stuff mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. um, little nephew character and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about how you kind of brought that out to life. Um, maybe once you were reading the script and kind of building your character, because that's something I love to do is like, obviously love to give a starting point to any actors that um, are in my films, but I love to see what they bring to the character. Well, I like to consider myself, I have a sense of humor that a lot yes. of people don't get to see. They don't get to see that part of me. And um, it's real, it's genuine. And I just love to be in a fun field environment. And once I'm in that type of environment, you will see even more of that come out of me, the natural me come out. And so that really helped me a lot to transform into that character of yeah. um, the the grandma with a little sense of humor. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I mean, one of the scenes I loved, uh, I think the most that you did, it was two scenes and they couldn't be more different. Um, the one where you were just watching Camus and the girl you were trying to set him up with through the window and you're just like peeking oh, through God, the window. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. And and I know we, we joked about that, but did was that something you ever experienced growing up where like family members tried to do that or you had family that always tried to get a little too involved because you brought that character to life so well no i've never experienced that but i was like commending you on getting that because (laughs) i felt like when i was doing it i was like gosh i hope i'm giving him what he need but then when i was able to watch the premiere you know the private Mm -hmm. premiere i was like did I do that? <laughs> I thinking, it, oh my goodness. That looks- <laughs> it was so great. And, and, and what it is for uh, anyone listening who hasn't seen the film yet, there's a scene where, you know, she got this, uh, you know, family friend girl to try to set her up with her grandson. And basically mm-hmm. she's like peeking through the windows and they're looking back and then she hides and ducks down and then peeks back through and like, kind of crouches off the ground and looks through the windowsill. And it's just so funny because, um, I, I didn't know how we pulled that out on set because it was not really written that way. It was originally just kind of just her quickly looking through. But again, it's just a testament to that yes. humor that you were able to bring in the moment. Um, when you're acting, how do you find those uh, that balance between obviously being prepared with the script, but also allowing uh, you know that innovation and spontaneity to occur uh, when you're on set to find those little moments that no one even you know could have planned. I always go back to what my instructor, you know, he was telling us about a book he read and I, I'm sorry, but I can't remember the name of the author, but the book talked about acting and it's talked about being, um, living truthfully in imaginary circumstances. And that just seemed to help me like just 
be yourself if you were actually doing this. And right. it just helps me helps me to go there in my mind and in my movement. It's just in my way of thinking about the whole character. Yeah. So when we came to the later part of the movie, you know, I won't spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it, but you do a big shift. So you, there's a final kind of finale scene between you and Camus, and there's a lot of raw emotion. And obviously we won't spoil the story details, but just from a strictly acting standpoint, um, how, how are you able to balance that? Because I know like sometimes actors get typecast where they're saying, oh, you know, you're for the comedy films, you're for the drama films. And I feel like it's the testament of a good actor to be able to balance both, which I, I really do tip my hat to you because you did such a good job on that. But that scene was so, I mean, that like, we, we could all really feel it in the room. And I mean, I think you and Camus just had great chemistry. What was it like kind yes. of pulling that together with him? Yes, it was definitely the chemistry. He is such a doll, baby. I don't even know how to put it in words. Just his spirit just helped me to look at him as if though he really was my grandson, you know, and that's really what helped me, just the chemistry and the fact that um, I could just, I don't know, I could just shift and go there. Mm-hmm. And it just happens. I'm able to do it. As long as I read the script and I'm really, really familiar with the script, I'm just able to feel it and go there. I can like picture it in my head as I'm reading it as if though it's on the screen. Right. So that helps me a lot. So how do you, how do you go? I'm just fascinated by this because I'm, I'm not an actor, but uh, how do you get to that place where you're able to channel those emotions? Cause I know that's not always the easiest thing to do. Like, how do you do that technically? Just if the script is written good and I could just, you know, you have to read the whole entire thing right. and you really have to grab hold to what the story is about. And you just, I would say the script helped me go there more than anything. Of course I've taken acting classes, but I would say the script helps me to go there more than anything. And I just, that's what I, I don't know. I really don't have no, no specific way that I do it. It's just, I read the script and I just take hold to it. And I just go there with wherever they go on the script with my character. I know I need to go there. Absolutely. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's part of what I loved about this project, right, is you, I mean, you mentioned that chemistry with Camus, and, you know, so many mm-hmm. others in the cast had the same thing, um, but, but oh, I think, man, you know, yes. every, everyone mentioned there's just, um, I don't know how to explain, almost like a vulnerability with both, you know, him, especially in his performance and a little bit of the script and just kind of finding those moments in the characters. Um, and I think a lot of times people think that vulnerability only happens in the um, dramatic scenes, but it, but it even happens in the comedy because you have to let yourself laugh. Yes. You have to be able yes. to be silly, you know, be, you know, allow yourself to be seen, not always so serious. And so there's always that balance and that fine line. Um, I guess the next question I would ask is like in the future, uh, you know, I, I'm sure we're going to work on so many more cool films together in the future, but like, what would I your ideal? So. Yeah. I was gonna say like, I would love that. And like, what would your ideal role be? Um, whether it's in a film I would write or not, but like, what would you love to, take from the lessons learned on panda 
Pandabera and then maybe apply to your next couple projects? Did you learn anything? Um, just, you know, talk to your, um, your castmates, you know, yeah. have, get that chemistry with them before you even start rolling before the cameras even start rolling. That's, that's a, a great thing to do. Just get to know them, you know, even if you need to go over the script with them and it's just, that's, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. But the next film I want to do with you, I want it to be just comedy. Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love, Not I love like, it. Just sense of humor type. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't wait to do something like that because people don't get to see that side of me. Right. Unless they really, unless they really know me or in a situation like we were in on set. Mm -hmm. But my family members get to see a little bit of that side of me, but nobody else gets to see that side of me. And they, I think I'm kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're hilarious. And that's what I loved about just the, you know, and I feel like that's what's interesting about this project is we had a, a little peek at that, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, while there were so many, like, I think the big scene with grandma is obviously serious. Um, yeah. But, you know, there were those little hints of comedy and that's what I loved. Like um, the guy who played the farmer later in the movie, Eric Hartley, mm -hmm. He was in my first feature, Son of Clowns. And when I first cast him, I kind of viewed him and his real skewed more towards comedy. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of ended up pivoting in this film. There is some comedy, but his, his scene is also very dramatic with Camus. Right. Um, so I think it's interesting to meet actors at one point where you think, okay, they, they either do comedy or drama. And I love to almost flip it on their head the more I get to know them because it's like, well, now I've discovered... <laughs> you have this extra part that people aren't seeing. So I want to expose people to that. You know, <laughs> That's what's fun. Yes. That's what's fun about working here in North Carolina, um, yes. which I guess is a, a good segue to like, what, what is your experience like here? Like uh, I know it's a unique place to do film, you know, it's not New York, LA, Atlanta, but there is opportunity, um, especially with the indie projects. And, you know, obviously you have to kind of pick what's worth doing and, you know, unfortunately not everything is. Um, could you talk right. about that? picking what's worth doing is very important. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I do pick and choose. Like I just won't film with anybody. And um, that's, that's pretty much how I look at it. I go, I research the director. I research their work. They're real. I do a lot of research before I even submit for the project. Right. Yeah, so that's how I go about it. But there's a lot of stuff going on here in North Carolina people don't know about. And mm -hmm. I'm praying and hoping that there will be more. <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you love? What is unique about working in North Carolina? I think for me, it's just sort of that, uh, that essence of it's not a big, big, you know, production place, but it's big enough. And I feel like because of that, you get people who try a little harder to bring unique things to stand out. Right. Yeah. But I, I think it's a great thing um, being able to film here in North Carolina, mm -hmm. because who knows what, I mean, someone in LA, Atlanta may, you know, they're going to see it and right. they're going to see what we're doing here in North Carolina. At some point they're going to see it. And mm -hmm. um, all of the different film festivals mm -hmm. all over the world. Yeah. So people can actually see what we're actually doing here in North Carolina. And I think it's a great thing to be able to film right here where you're from. 
Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with other locations. I would love to do some stuff in in Atlanta, right. LA. I would love to do that, but it's just so awesome to be able to do it here where I'm from. Absolutely. I feel the same way. It's it, it almost to me feels like, hey, I pulled it off, you know. They said you couldn't do yes, it here. And you did. And we did. I you mean did not once, but how many times? couple <laughs> but you know yeah. it's it's a lot of working you know not on high budget or any budget and you know a lot of like you know long days long hours but but it comes back to what you said earlier which was you know finding what's worth doing with people worth doing it with you know mm-hmm. and, and I think that's how I've approached every project I've worked on um with I want to circle back around to uh grandma again so with the character okay. of grandma I'm very curious uh you know, kind of how do you feel about that? You know, I think her message at the end of the day is she cares so much for someone, but at the end of the day, you can only do so much. The more she pushes in, almost the more he pushes away. So how do you kind of find that balance um, as an actor? Uh, Because I just found that really interesting. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, you can help someone, but at the end of the day, they they do have to make the choice to help themselves going into that character of just pulling back. You just have to pull back and let him go. You know, uh, a real grandma would say, well, I'm just going to give him over to the Lord and I'm just going to not worry about him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'll be okay. You know, so I, grandma had to do that. Grandma had to let go and let him just, figure the thing out on his own and, you know, not giving too much. He, he did. And I am. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get that performance together? Cause it, it felt very authentic to me. It was, I just, again, I just go there. It was, it was Camus too. You know, it was just, it was so much him. I would say it was just the chemistry that we had on set. You know, when the camera started rolling, it just felt so real. I could tell that because, you know, he had that lost look. Uh, a lot of it, his performance, I noticed in the eyes. And yes. I mean, I think the eyes are the window to the soul as the saying goes. It is. Yeah, both oh of y'all did. Especially in that last scene, I noticed that so much. Yes. Yeah. I watched it several times and I saw that. I was like, look at his eyes. That's really what really caught my attention his eyes were just so genuine it just looked so genuine and so real he just portrayed the character he did an awesome job right he really did now shifting gears a little more i'm curious to get your take so grandma the character never of course in the storyline sees panda which is why the movie's called panda barrett and panda is only a character that is seen by camus and you know again we won't spoil anything about her uh, origins, but watching the movie, I'm curious because, you know, on set you saw Panda, which is um, Melissa, who was just in that costume all day. And, you know, so I'm, sh- I'm curious to see, like, what was your impression from the moments on set and then seeing it all come together? Uh, and kind of how did you feel about Panda? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was funny because there was, you know, in some of the scenes I, I were in, I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like wait a minute panda was sitting over there i didn't literally didn't see like when you said you don't see panda 
that's where I went in my mind. I did not see her. So right. watching the film, it was like, I did not know that, you know, yeah. Panda was here or was there. I didn't know right. that. And, you know, in the, in the same room with you. Right. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. It was actually funny. And she did such a good job playing Panda because that's just a oh, role, man. purely physical expression. You can't see her face, yes. you can't see her eyes, you know, you have to rely on that. Um, and I'm, I'm just so uh, excited that we were able to play with that kind of surrealism and the element of that. Because, uh, you know, I think the movie feels very real, even though there is a, you know, a panda just chilling in the background. But like, I do think that's kind of the thing that's interesting is we were able to kind of thread the needle between that kind of serious real life stuff. Um, but then also the moments with Panda tuning Panda out, if it were me in the back of my head, I would just keep thinking there's a Panda bear and a mascot costume behind me, but then I still have to be so serious in the scene. So um, I applaud you. I think that's great because I don't know that I could have done that. Yeah. The Panda was very distracting to me. And we, and we had fun on set with Panda, of course, because we, we took did. lots of funny pictures and stuff like that. Um, we did. I think the other thing that helps me with that is, like my instructor, he, he's an actor, a well-known actor in Greensboro. And right. he will always talk to us about, you know, not wasting the director's time. So focus and get it done. Right. It's basically, yeah. Right. Well, you did, you did an excellent job, I think. Um, and I guess kind of to uh, land the plane, so to speak, to kind of finish the podcast, um, what was some of your favorite just simple memories on set? You know, I'm, I'm just curious to document this time that we're conversating with everyone involved, um, just because it was so special to me, of course, because, you know, it's, you know, when you write a film, it's like, it's your baby, but mm -hmm. um, it, it truly meant the world to have everyone involved. I'm curious, like, did you have any favorite funny memories or anything like that from set? Um, yes, you know, the part where I said, I'm going to bed. Oh my God, that felt <laughs> so real. I'm going to bed and I want him to, okay, I can't tell y'all what's going to happen. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That whole scene with me even talking after the fact to him just tickled me. I thought it was so cute. And it just, that was one of my favorite parts. And of course, the window part, um, I just mm -hmm. didn't know that it was going to be like that when I actually saw it. Right. So I was really shocked. Because yeah. I was thinking I I was thinking I wasn't giving you what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were you were great. I mean, so I'll shed a little context. That moment, um, like I said, without spoiling it, it's basically your character, it's late at night, Camus comes home and he just plops on the couch. And mm -hmm. when he comes home, it's late at night, you know, he passes out and you're ready to go to bed and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, if you're going to stay, you need to like go set yourself up in a room, you know, don't be blasting my TV all night. I'm trying to mm -hmm. sleep. And you say, I'm going to bed. And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to stay. And then y'all have this big back and forth dialogue. Yes. And it was yes. all improv. It was totally improvised. It really was. <laughs> and it all made the final cut because I was just rolling in the editing process. I was still <laughs> laughing. And I had, you know, experienced it on set with everyone. But it still cracked me up weeks and months later just watching it and editing the film together. Um, and, I, and again, I think it just comes back to that spontaneity and that fun we were able to have on a project that, you know, was serious sometimes, but mm -hmm. also allowed for that comedy drama. Because at the end of the day, that's what 
I love to do with uh, writing yes. is, you know, make yes. it more like life because life is funny. Life can also be tragic and, and, and it's yes. a combination. Yeah. It I really love is. It. Yes. Yeah. I love well, it. Again, I, Kim, I'm so happy we were able to do this. Thank you for coming on the uh, revamp season two of Convincing Creatives podcast. And we're going to definitely talk to more folks out there from Panda Barrett. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. If you're listening, you have that to look forward to. Um, I will Kim, be. Yeah, I was going to say, where can people find you if they're curious about uh, you know, more of your work? Where can they keep up with you? Well, I have my um, slow page listed on my Facebook page. Okay. So once they click on that, it's going to give them everything. My work, my talent agency, um, my clips. It's going to give them everything they need to see about me. Perfect. Perfect. Well, y'all, if you're in North Carolina, out of North Carolina, please work with Kim. She's awesome. She's funny. Oh, She's serious. You, you can thank seriously you. do it all. Seriously. I mean that. It was a pleasure. <laughs> it was you. a pleasure to work with you on Panda Barrett. Um, it's same. It was a yeah. pleasure to work with you too. Thank you yeah. for having me. Of course. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you for doing this. Everyone watching, I appreciate you listening. If you would like to keep up with Convincing Creatives, uh, keep posted with us on YouTube. We're on iTunes. Google Play, all that good stuff. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that. And stay tuned for next episode with another cast member from Panda Barrett.